relationships. You, you, you get in relationships and you don't even realize. And one day there's something goes off and everybody's mad and yelling and maybe cussing or whatever the case is. And the, and the bag blow, blew open. And you're out of nowhere. You just say one thing and you're like, what just happened? But nobody really truly knew what was really in the bag. And guess what? It affects everybody around you. And we try so hard to think that this is good. I'm here. Everything's good. It's like coming to church on Sunday mornings, getting a big argument with the kids and stuff on the way in. And then you put on that sweat. Amen. Good to see you. You still got sleep in your eyes and bacon bits in the corners. And, you know, you're still. I'm here, and we thank God you're here, but you know what I mean? We try so hard, but I think we got to get to a place where this luggage, this Christmas season, and it's like we need to travel light, and even though that this is one bag, this is one bag of stuff you don't want. And if we were truly honest with ourselves, this is a bag you, you really don't want. Why do I keep carrying this stuff that I'm not even using? Why do I keep holding on to things that, that I shouldn't be holding on to anymore? And, and they become a mess. And I'm always having to pick up my mess. And always having to clean it up. Man, can never find anything. Last week we talked about letting go of, of, of stuff. There's just stuff. And I, I pray that, like if you weren't here last week, you need to go back and watch that so it can tie into this week. And I pray that during all that, that when you left, that was, like we talked about random things like decluttering and, and getting rid of things. Why do we hold on to things? Why do we get these anxiety moments when there's just stuff we have and we don't need anymore, but we, we still have them? You know, the best thing you can do is just go to that drawer, that one drawer, open it up, and dump it out. And actually put, like, other things in it that you could actually use. But what do we do with junk drawers? We open them up, and we start picking through it. Well, you know, maybe I'll use this. Maybe I can have this. Maybe this might be something I could use. Do we not? When we want to clean it out, we're already justifying why we have it when we don't use it. And I, pray, and I don't know if anybody did this week, but I, during this whole time in this Christmas season, be a blessing to somebody. I don't, maybe you did. Maybe this week, last week you were like, look, I'm going to go through my stuff. I'm going to get rid of stuff. I'm going to open up my drawers. There's stuff I ain't wearing. If I haven't worn it for months, I don't even need to be wearing it. If I haven't worn it, I need to give it to somebody else because it actually could be a blessing to somebody else. A child, an adult, somebody. What stuff do you have that you're not using that you can give away? Is it really that deep? Why do we hold on to it? Why do we have rooms full of junk that we don't use? Why do we create the anxiety in our life when you walk around your house and it's full of stuff everywhere and it doesn't even look nice? Woo, got real quiet in here. Is it, am I speaking the truth, though? Is this not true? And how many times do we all say, I'll get to that? You know, I'll get to that. And I think the problem we have is there's too many times we, we, we're overwhelmed with the big picture instead of just trying to work on one thing. Let me clean this off. If I can just take this down and wipe this off, and then I can start there. Don't take on the whole room. Take on the, the end table. 
You see what I'm saying? I'm trying to help you with something that's so practical, but yet so many times we allow things to pile up. I don't know if that's you or not, but at times, I, I, can, t- I can tell you this. If there's people in need, which is daily, you have what they need. And it's sitting in your house that you don't use. When we're dealing with kids and we see them that their, their shoes are falling off and they need some extra help. And we're like, man, that sucks for him. And we got like 15 pairs of shoes in our own closet. What are we doing with the stuff we have that we really don't use? God's trying to get us to be a blessing. Like, well, I can't afford it. You can't afford it. You already have it. Why trying to think about affording something when you already own something that he's trying to give you to give away? Like we said with the rich young ruler. He said, just go give it and see what happened. He couldn't. So I hope that last week's message, we're not talking about decluttering, we're talking about de-owning, it can help you in going into this week's message, we're going to talk about getting rid of, letting go of distractions. Too many times it's challenging with the distractions that we face. If we want to travel light, we have to let go of distractions. How many can agree with that? Distractions can really hinder us, big time. Too many times, it's, it, it is often really, really hard to focus. With so much around us, it's so hard to focus. How, how many notice that, that it, it's really hard, like you, whether it's yourself or you see people, it is hard for people to focus. I, I would say this, even for this, um, for this setting, that it can be hard to focus on the message. It can be hard to come to church and, and focus on the message. It's, it's easy to sit in church and let your mind wander. As you sit there and you're in worship, and, and, and the hard part in worship is you're trying to figure out, okay, where do I belong in this in worship? Why is so-and-so like so passionate about worship? Why are they so excited and passionate? Well, I've not been to a church. Like We usually just say stuff, sit down and sing, and we sit... You know, growing up, there was times where it said, please turn your hymns to page 204. We're going to, and I'm not knocking hymns. There's some of the most amazing songs that were leading people to Christ through words of, of song. But just being in this, this environment, trying to figure out where I belong, well, should I raise my hand? Why does people raise their hands? Well, sometimes it's just an act of surrender. God, I'm just giving it to you. Why do we raise our hands and high-five drunk people at the game? But we can at church. Even if they're drunk. <laughs> drunk people shouldn't go to church. Yeah, they should. So should people that smoke cigarettes and people that sh- struggle with pornography and people that struggle with other addictions. Well, that shouldn't be. Why? Why can't they come? You need to put your nose down a little more. Anyway, um, that's not even my sermon, but... Too many times we're so distracted, and, and, and it, it can be distracting at church where you just, like when I go and visit places, and, I'm, and it's rare that I'm not here on a Sunday, but if I'm not, it's either I'm out of town with the family on vacation, like visiting for Christmas or something this year, because we rotate Christmas, we go one year, then we stay home, and, and we go to church with them, and there's times I'm distracted, man, and it's a simple thing. It's distractions like... Um, Watching the drummer. 
or watching somebody play the instrument. Because I do that, those things, so I'm not trying to, and, 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 and I have to watch myself because I can be critical. I'm like, oh, look, how, oh, he could have done that. Because if I was playing that, man, I would have probably hit that riff and went, blah, blah, you know, I would have. So I'm sitting there during worship, like, then I'm thinking, hold on. Snap out of it, Brandon. I've, why am I actually here? I'm not here to, this ain't American Idol or The Voice or whatever. What am I doing? I'm not judging anybody. I'll give you an eight for that one. That was nice. But too many times people come to church and all they want to do is judge how things are, how loud it is and how loud it's not or how it should go. or how. Why are you here? To lift up the name of Jesus as a whole. But, but, but for me at times it gets to a place where I'm like, why am I doing that? I'm missing my opportunity to lift up Jesus corporately because I'm trying to critique stuff that doesn't belong to me. So it's, it's challenging at times. It's hard to focus during the message. It, it, your mind can wander. And it, it's not even just in that in worship. It can just be wandering around, get close to 12, 12, 10, 12, 15. You hear. And there's this food god in your belly trying to speak in tongues or something like that. And you hear all these rumbles, but then you're thinking, man, I'm hungry. You guys want to eat? Hey, what do you want to eat? Now we're talking about what we're eating, missing moments, and we can get so distracted because we get hungry. Like, man, what do you want to go? Can I put a reservation in? We can do that now. We can put a reservation in. If he goes too long, we'll individually leave, like we're going to the bathroom. I'll go first. Do you notice when you're trying to do something different, everybody fake coughs? We, we, we have those moments, or, or, or maybe somebody drops something in church. Lord knows if somebody drops something in here on the concrete, it, all eyes, there's no privacy because there's no carpet, concrete, you know, indoor go-kart track. Um, but those things happen, um, or maybe there's just a lot of noise, or, or, you know, the doors because of it. You can be distracted because somebody came through the door and you hear, they're wooden doors. And then some other people are distracted, like, why don't he just oil those? I mean, my God, it's been like that for weeks. <laughs> why don't you? <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> it's easy to let your mind wander. It's easy to let your mind be so distracted. It is hard to focus, church. Can I just be real from my point? It's hard for me to focus on Sundays, too, sometimes. When, maybe when I'm preaching, you're talking. and Maybe you're talking is all about you didn't invite me to eat with you, so I'm so distracted now. Now I'm playing. But, like, it could be hard for me because maybe people are talking while I'm speaking. I don't know. Um, of course, I can hear something fall, and I'm like, what the heck is that? Or, you know, I can hear the phone ring. There's nothing more distracting than you hear a phone ring. Go to the movies and watch a phone ring. I've waited so long to see this movie, and you're going to be on the phone? You know? They already make a video for you to turn your phone off. Why do you got your phone on? And, 
and, and it could get distracting. And some of you probably are like, well, I better put that on silent right now because he's going to say something during this sermon. I better check that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, but it can be distracting when, 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 the, phone, when the phone rings. Um, maybe it may be distracting for me as I'm preaching and somebody's up and down. I'm not saying somebody can't go to the restroom and stuff. This ain't, I'm just saying, like, the distractions go both ways. Somebody goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh, my God, you have, get a catheter. <laughs> people are un- <laughs> so raw. But people, you know what I mean? Like, how could distracting that could be for so many people just going up and down, 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 moving up and down, sit here, sit there, sit there, sit here, sit here, whatever, move, what? Uh, what did he say today? Oh, catheter. That's all I heard. We pick up little things, and we're all so distracted about so many things. Or, or I, for me, it could be a distraction where I'm, I'm trying to preach, and somebody's asleep during the message. I'm like, dude, you just woke up. How are you back asleep? Like, did you take nighttime instead of daytime on accident? And I get it, because sometimes that people, I've had people come to church that have worked nights and not gone to sleep yet, and they're struggling to stay awake during the service. And we're so thankful that they're here. So there's so many random distractions that we face all the time. People, it is a fight to focus. It is a fight to do the right thing. It's a, it's a fight. When I'm, I'm preparing, one time I, I had a hammock. I went to Ecuador, brought this hammock back, um, set it up. And then I'm like, you know, I'm going to go sit in a hammock and study. You know, get along with God. And all I could think of is there's a bird chirping. There's a squirrel running. There's a, I just kept I was so distracted by nature that I couldn't even focus. This bird is fighting this squirrel, and this dog's going here, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm jacked up. I can't even focus out here. But, but for somebody else, that's where they focus. Somebody else, that's where they, they lose their mind because they can't focus. Like, everybody has a different distraction. But I want to talk about distractions and stuff that's really destroying us from really focusing you look up, I looked this up in the, the root word of distraction. Um, it, it actually derives from this Latin word from like the 1590s. And it means pulling apart. It means separating. It means drawing. Um, means a, a drawing of the middle in, a, in, a, in, in, in different directions. It's pulling at all directions. And what does distractions do? It pulls us from every angle. All the directions. It's a pulling apart. Do you realize that your spiritual enemy and every force of hell is trying to distract you from what really matters most? The the enemy is wanting to distract us. The enemy and every demonic force wants to pull you apart, wants to divide your mind, wants to take your soul, discourage you, discourage your soul. Disentangle your faith. Distract you from the things that matter most. He, the devil, he doesn't need to destroy you if he can just distract you. That's all he needs to do. If he can just take your eyes off of Jesus, if he can just distract you, eventually he'll neutralize you where you're self destructible because he's distracted you so much now you're so consumed with you that you're going to blow 
That's all he wants to do. I want to set the tone for this, this message, with a story that we've heard that we've preached about a few different times. We've all heard it. I've preached about it a couple times. We've talked about it a few times. It's in Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. And it's about these two sisters hosting Jesus. And it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. And she had a sister named Mary who sat, with the, sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he, what he said. But Martha was so distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Let me stop there. Martha was so distracted. Listen, Martha was distracted, but I don't blame her. I mean, we can blame her. I mean, if Jesus was in your house, and he come walking in, you're probably your anxiety might go up. And we got Jesus in here. I want everything to be just right. I, I, I can imagine she's trying to make sure the food's right, the food was prepared. She was making sure the candles were burning, making sure that everything was just in its place, cleaned up. Did he need a refill on his tea? You know, like, whatever the case was, I don't know if they drank tea then, but whatever the case was, she wanted to make sure that I hosted him well. We do this when company comes over. You ever have this when the company's about to come over? And maybe it's unexpected and he's getting ready to come he or she or whoever's going to come, and all of a sudden, you hear a call from mama. You don't just call by your first name, you get called by your first and middle name. And you're like, what? What's going on? And all the house is in chaos. Hey, we got to straighten up. So-and-so's coming. They're coming. Blah, blah, blah. You, we need to sweep. We need to get the stuff cleaned up. Light those candles. Put that stuff away. Throw that back in that junk drawer or that junk closet or that junk garage or that just get it out of the room. Let's just get this clean. And everybody's in chaos. And, and then you're sweating and you're out of breath. You're, hey, welcome to our house. We do this. We do this when we want company. And it's within the first 10 minutes they walk in. Ooh, nice. It smells so good. You want some tea? Come in the kitchen. Everything's nice. Before, you've had dishes in there for four days that you've not touched and collecting all this kind of thickness. And now it's spotless for some reason because somebody showed up. And me, side note, I can't handle that. I can't, if, if we got dishes in this, they're going, they're going down, washed before I go to bed. We ain't collecting stuff. Mmm. This ain't like a science project. Look at the mold. That's nice. It's got hair. You know, like, and all of a sudden, everything's spotless. And, the, you know, we're like, the kids, we're like, so that's what it takes? You know what I mean? That's what it takes to get it clean? Oh, nice house. Oh, Hey, I even got to see this before. Oh, we're just going to show you two rooms today. <laughs> and you look at your kids with your teeth. Did you clean your room? <laughs> and this is what we do. We're in a, a mode of hurry up, let's get it all done because somebody's coming over. And then after the 10 minutes is done and everybody's, you know, the shoulders drop. We're relaxed. Everything's fine then. Then the house can get tore up because, it, you know, we got company to help tear it up. So it's fine. We're good. And then when they leave, you're just like, oh. But why do we do this? Why do we get so worked up? We get so distracted by so many things. 
So she's up. She's wanting to be a great host. She's trying to get her stuff done. And you can't blame her for it because she's trying. I mean, you're talking about Jesus. The king of kings is walking into your home. The queen, they, they did this interview before she passed and her husband passed. But throughout life, they would find it funny and say to each other, oh, I wonder what's going to mess up today. Because everywhere the queen and her husband would go, everything, they wanted everything so perfect, but they would get a kick out of things jacking up. And, and they, the, the grandkids were interviewed about how, many, how funny they found it where people messed things up, and they just thought, it doesn't have to be perfect. But they wanted it because it was the queen. And, and, and just like Martha with the king of kings, she was so busy doing stuff, and, and one sitting at her feet, and she's, she's busy, and, and here's, here's, here's what it is. Martha... She's got distracted with all the preparations, and here we go, verse 40. Martha comes to Jesus and says, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that? It might not say it like this, but my lazy, no good sister, piece of junk sister, this, this, this late. Now, y'all laugh, but y'all have a lazy person in your family, too. <laughs> Come on. You, you're already thinking about the person that's completely lazy. And if that's not, if you're not, it's probably you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it might just be you. And, and we know who they are, don't we? They don't contribute anything. All they bring is Tupperware to take home stuff. You know, they don't bring anything. Oh, brought a dish. No, actually, it's an empty dish to take home stuff if you have leftovers. We're kind of hungry at home. What did you bring? Not one thing. <laughs> but we, we all have that. There's people at all. Everybody has somebody in their family that's just lazy. You're lazy. Nobody wants, oh, don't worry about it. I'm doing dishes. You go ahead and keep sitting there. You see all the need, but you keep sitting there socializing. We all see it. We all have it. You probably experienced it on Thanksgiving. Somebody's doing dishes. You go ahead and sit there fat and happy in your stretchy pants. I'll keep doing this. Are you kidding me? Do you not see me carrying all this? I got you. You want another drink? I'll bust you up. You know. <laughs> We see this happen, and maybe that's you. Yeah, yeah, honey, could you get me something in my dose, you know? <laughs> I've done it. Look, love, I have. You know, let's just be honest. We're just keeping it real. Babe, can you get me another tea? Does your legs not work, honey? <laughs> they broke. We're going to pray. Dear Lord, touch these kneecaps. They swollen. These ankles and cankles and all the, everything else, it's thick. Let him be able to walk. And everybody's so mad because they're so distracted by, like, why isn't they, why aren't they doing something? I'm bad, aren't I? But sometimes Martha gets a bad rap. I, and, you know, let's just be honest. I thank God for people like Martha. Because uh, people like Martha, we get to eat. There's food on the table. People like Martha, the bills are paid. Thank the Lord. Because somebody's working, people like Martha, there is gifts under the tree that get unwrapped. Because people like Martha, if Mary was running the world, we would probably starve to death and die. No heat, no Christmas presents, nothing. I'm just going to keep sitting here. Anybody else got something for me? Too many times that she gets a bad rep, but here's what she says. She said she came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my crazy sister Mary left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Because she don't listen to me if I tell her. We fight. 
We get into it. And then we see this unusual expression of love by Jesus. Watch how Jesus loves Martha in the very same way that you need to receive his love today. Martha, Martha. Brandon, Brandon. Put your name in that position like we've said before. You're worried and upset about so many things. And, and the other version would say, you're worried and distracted by so many things, but few things are needed. He could have said, few things are more important. He's just like, few things are needed. Few things are really matter most. And, and indeed, only one. With love, Jesus looks at Martha and she says, he says to her, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. But Jesus, I got my hands full, and, I, and you, you, you brought your entourage. You brought your crew with you, and I'm, I'm struggling all about, but she chose what was best. See, Martha, Martha, you have a good heart. You have good intentions, but you're distracted. Everybody say distracted. So we can get so distracted about, we can say, hey, I'm a Christian. I chose Christ. But we can get so distracted that Jesus could just walk by and we didn't even realize it. We can have an opportunity with Christ, but we missed it because we were so distracted. And we say we're a good Christian, but we're so distracted we've let all this other stuff take away from what was really important. The king of kings is sitting in your living room and you're trying to do something else. I don't care what is going on until he says, hey, go ahead and get up and do that. I'm going to be sitting at his feet. Martha, Martha. There's so many distractions. And maybe it's your phone. Ding. Ding, ding. Notification. And if it's on silent or whatever, it's... It's not like you got it like a bees in your... You got a whole nest of bees in your pocket. You got an email. Oh, there's another ad. Somebody just posted a video. Oh, look at this video. This is a funny one. Oh, yeah, it's real funny. Oh, I got to check my social media feed. Oh, I got to comment on that per that pi ah, I got to comment on that picture. Oh, they should comment on my picture. Oh, wait, what's the best hashtag just so more people can view it? Oh, I got to have the right filter because I need to take at least 20 to get the right one. And too many times you see people changing angles. If I do it this way, you're going to see my three chins. I can't have it like that. I got to have it up here. So, it does. You know. and Some people are scandalous and push their shirt down a little bit so you can see a little bit of something. I'm just trying to get good views, you know. I mean, it sells. I mean, it, it clicks. We're so distracted. I got to get Christmas shopping done. Kid has a baseball game. My other kid's got a, she's got a dance. Indoor soccer's going on. Oh my gosh, I got to get them to that, and I got to do this. What about dinner? What are we doing for dinner? What are you guys doing for lunch? Oh, maybe we could go through the drive-thru. Oh, we don't have time. We got to go. Maybe look under the seat. There's probably old, you know, french fries. Eat those. <laughs> we got to go. We're so distracted. Oh, wait, there's another post. Hold on. Oh, they commented on it. Wait, hold. Oh, they're acting like there's bubbles. Oh, they didn't comment, but they wanted to. Why wouldn't they? 
I mean, when I respond, I respond right then. Why won't you? Re- you're going to respond way later. Oh, I saw that. You saw it. Wait, it's, it's bubbling like you're going to say something. They didn't say nothing. I wonder if they're going to say something. I wonder if that got shared. Did that get shared? Did you see that? I don't have enough stuff. Man, I need to get a few more things because I can't. I have to have some things that make me, you know, if I just go do that, I can't make it unless I have coffee. I got to go get a coffee. I mean, I can't do one more thing. I need a cup of coffee. Because for some reason, we we think that coffee is going to be the very thing that's going to get our day going. But what you don't know, they actually switched it. It's actually decaf. You didn't even realize it. (laughs) You want to mess up your job? Switch it to decaf for a month and then switch it back. Cracked out, people. It's going to be amazing. Man, production went up. Wow. Um, (laughs) Does this fit? Should I get this? I don't know what to wear. What about this? Oh, hold on. You know, we're, we're so distracted. Everything around us has got us so distracted. She was so distracted. Martha, Martha, you're so distracted. You're upset about so many things, but only one thing really, really matters. It really lasts. It's, it's the only thing. And Mary chose what was better. Mary chose the, the, the best. What's interesting about Martha is that what we're... What she's doing is not bad or wrong. You know, Martha, get over here. You're over there robbing that store. You're fighting this person. You're, Martha's not doing anything wrong or bad. She, was doing, she wasn't doing those. She, she was doing something good, but it wasn't best. It wasn't what was best for the situation. She did something good. And here's the thing that we have to recognize. We have to recognize that for ourselves. So often, the most difficult choices aren't between good and bad, but between good and best. If your enemy can't make you bad, he'll distract you away from what's really best to honor God. That will really make an eternal difference in in your life. He'll distract you from what, well, what's good, but what's best. Well, it's all good. No, but this could have been even, that, that was good, but the best thing you could have done is just sit at his feet. You missed an opportunity. How do we, with the help of God, choose what's best? And here's what, here what we got again. The, every demonic force, the enemy, is trying to distract us from what matters and what is truly the, is going to last. How do we allow God to choose, to, for us to choose what's best? I'll give you a couple thoughts before we leave, real quick, on these. And, and we'll let the scripture kind of guide us through these thoughts. I think the first one is, is we need to diminish the distractions. We have to diminish the distractions. Decrease, decline, get these distractions out of here. I want to distance myself from that which would tempt me and distract me. I want to put distance between me and the distractions. I love the the Apostle Paul in the Word is what he says. And here's what he's saying with this. I'm going to just give you the, the, the situation for what he's saying. He's talking about relationship and marriage. And, and in 1 Corinthians 7.35 
it's, it's a slight different context, but here's what he says. I'm, I'm giving you this advice, and, and he's saying, I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever helps you to serve the Lord best. To serve the Lord best. I don't want you to accept average or mundane or normal, but whatever will help serve the Lord best with fewer, with few distractions as possible. Again, every force in hell wants to distract you right now, in your future, and anything else. I want you focused on the thing that really matters to help serve God best. What is the most common, one of the biggest common distractions? Maybe it's not bad, it's good, but it's not the best. And I would argue to say this. This cell phone is probably the, one of the biggest distractions on our planet. It's a little device, and it does so much good. And what's crazy, it's only been around for a couple decades. And we think it's been around forever. But here's what's crazy. It's only been around for a couple decades, but for thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years, Mankind has managed to be without it. But we can't live without it. Mankind has lived for thousands of years without it. And yet, put this thing a few feet away from me, and we're going to freak out. Where's my phone? Where, I don't, where's, where's my phone? Oh my gosh, where's my charger? Where's my charger? Where's my phone? Where's my charger? I mean, it's like the opposite. You know how you would put a dog on a leash and he would you'd twist the thing in the ground or hook him to something and he would stay and not go? Look at humans now. All you have to do is plug a phone into a wall and they're on their own leash. Just waiting, trying to get a couple bars. And this church don't have good signal. Praise the Lord. We're praying for good Wi-Fi in here, but that's a struggle in itself. But here's the thing. We're so, I would say the phone is so jacked up. And so many get anxiety and get all worked up because of the cell phone. Don't touch it. That's mine. That's my phone. Don't touch that. In fact, the average person cannot go 10 minutes without checking this device. 10 minutes. I don't even know what you've done sitting here with me. How many times you've looked at your phone? That might not be the Bible app. We've already seen kids trying to hustle us in the back where they get the Bible app and then they hit that button and it swipes over to something else and they hurry and swipe it back to Bible app. I ain't dumb. I wasn't born last night and I wasn't born yesterday. And we do these things. We, we're, we're so got many muscle memories that we, can't, we don't even realize that we're, we're checking stuff that don't matter. We're so distracted. Ten minutes. Every ten minutes. And if you're wondering why you're not productive in life, 
Um, hold on. If you're wondering why you're not productive in life, because you're so distracted. I mean, if you think about the things you do and you say, I'm going to get to it, and you still haven't got to the things you need to get to, it's because you're distracted. What could take you a small amount of time has taken you years, months, or whatever the case is, because you get distracted by everything else. Can't go 10 minutes. You can't even be productive in doing things you need to do, and you're always running a rat race chasing your tail because you're distracted. Man, I didn't get much done today. Really? Because if you really looked at it real deep, how much time did you spend doing it? Then the time you spent looking out the window or looking on your phone or doing other things and just, just distracted by other things, then digging into what you needed to do for that moment. If it's the case at work, how much worse is it just spending time with God? Well, God don't pay my bills. I got work. <laughs> Your soul is dying. If you wonder why your relationship and your intimacy is not working, you need to check it. Check yourself. If you're wondering why you're not close to God, you need to check. What is it that is distracting me? Could it be that you can't do anything meaningful because every 10 minutes you have to look at your phone? I mean, do it today. Check it out. Go out to eat and look at every table around you. People don't even sit and talk anymore. It's rare, but everybody's on their phone checking something. People are sitting quiet just looking at stuff. Every 10 minutes we're staring at a little device. And since you're quiet, I'm going to stay on this for a little longer. Let's talk about social media real quick. I enjoy social media. So it's a great way to connect, especially with the church. And then even like people that are good friends or something far away, you can still connect with them and see how things are going, this and that. There's good and bad to all of that. You know, back in the day, we would actually write a letter with a pen and we would send it and it was called Pen Pal. Some of these young kids are like, Pen Pal, that sounds dumb. That was the coolest thing back in the day. Got a letter back from somebody else from another place, blah, blah, blah. But social media, the average person spends more than two hours a day on social media. Two hours a day, average, average. Did I say two hours a day? Two hours a day. If you're younger, maybe you're older and you just jumped into the game. If you're younger and you spend two hours a day, which is crazy, you will spend seven years of your life on media if you're younger and you spend two hours a day I'm saying it one more time so you can hear this seven years of your life is spent on social media by the time you are dying you have already wasted seven years being online and, and you, we get so just oh hold on somebody just gave me a Gave me an emoji face. Oh, man. You sound mad. I don't sound like anything. It was a text. Thanks. Um, seven. Oh, hold on. Yeah, they just shared that. 
why did they post that? Man, they idiots. They wear me out. You know what's funny about social media is it's your choice to view what you want. You put on your page what you want to view. And ain't nobody going to their own page. Oh, Brandon Norman, let's see what I'm about. No, we're actually seeing what everybody else is about, what they posted. What the, and, you, and you get so worked up, you don't have to have hit, block, delete, take a break, see a sucker, whatever you want to push. But we feel guilty. Oh, they're going to be mad. They're not even around you. Who cares? I just, I just don't like confrontation. It's online. It's real quick. Just, oh, there it went. Okay. <laughs> Turn it off. Who cares? Well, they, I can't believe they just deleted me. I can't believe that. We've all done it. We've had these moments. Maybe not everybody, but the majority of people have done this. Seven years of your life is wasted on social media, viewing it two hours a day. Not bad. Not the best you can do. It's not a bad, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, he's just been doing the, the most horrible. Th-. No, it's not bad, but it's not best. I try to tell myself, and maybe, and I said this last week, that my life is too valuable. My calling too great. My God is too good to waste my life on distractions and things that don't matter. But if you don't value yourself, you'll be distracted all day long, and God will just get scraps. I hope you feel this. I hope you internally understand this. I hope you internalize it. You, you got to listen to this. Your life is so valuable. God created you and gave you passion. He created you for a time as this to live in. Gave you the gifts. Gave you the calling. You're in such a great time to give him glory. And yet the enemy will do whatever it takes to distract you, to waste your life. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing, but it's not the greatest thing. It's not the best thing. Oh, Martha, Martha. Oh, Brandon, Brandon. You're so distracted by so many things. Put your name in there. Oh, Nevaeh. You're so distracted by Sam. You're so distracted by so many and worried and upset about so many things. But one thing really matters, and, and, and Mary chose it. I mean, if you want to do a self-check, if you own a phone, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I don't want you to be distracted with your phones, okay? But I will show you something. So on your phone, Remnant Church, on your phone, show me your phones. Come on, you got them. Don't act like you ain't got them on your lap or between your legs. Nasty. Now, listen, the four phones that are being used, you're lucky today. But we'll talk to you afterwards. Um, okay. So when you, when, you, when, you, when you, like, at the very top, scroll down, and then there's the setting button. Okay. There's a button that's called the settings. And when you get into the settings, you can scroll down a little bit, and it's called digital wellness and parental control. And so when you get into digital wellness and parental control, it will tell you the three main apps you've been using and how long you've used them today. So go back a day. Let's see how Saturday was. Go ahead, look. Look at it real quick. We ain't going to spend a lot of time because I know you're all hungry and got to get out of here. This church service is long. So just you, you click on it. So like when you go to it, click, click uh, hour, hour, or the mindset an hour, Bible app, messenger, and messages. Okay, cool. So you click on the hour. 
And then, okay, so look, December 11th. So go back a day. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so I was on my phone yesterday for 10 hours and 24 minutes. What? Don't, don't shut your mouth. You check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. So, so yesterday, I was on Facebook for two hours and 38 minutes. Look, it says, and it shows you the time I did it. Okay, let's go back. I was on YouTube for two hours and 32 minutes. Watching videos or whatever the case was. Messenger, I did messages, texting people around 6 to, man, there was some at like 10 o'clock. Look, it tells me exactly when I did it. For about 57 minutes. And, and, and it says set a goal, set a timer, set a limit. You want to see how distracted you really are? Look at what you find most important. I'm, I'm talking to myself here. Look what we do. Look how distracted we are. This is just on our stupid phones. We've spent, I spent two hours and 38 minutes of my pathetic life on Facebook yesterday. Worried about you guys. Oh, I wonder what they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that picture. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. What the heck? Why would they post it? What the? Oh, heck no. You're getting, you blocked, sucker. I don't want that in my life. That's crazy. YouTube, watching videos, looking up stuff, looking for things I'm doing in the future, or just watching dumb videos because I can't help but to click on the clickbait because they, they, they just showed something and I got to watch it now. Now I'm, I'm stuck. What Mr. Beast giveaway? Weird. <laughs> okay, let's put our phones down. Let's do it. But I want you to check this. Go back. This is real. This will truly show you how much time you spend for real. You can get, oh, you know, I'll just get on there a little bit. Ah, let's look at the facts. Don't be talking crazy because you, you ain't even being truthful. Let's see what it really says. Let's see how much time you're on Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, all those other things, all those apps. Let's see how much time you devote to those things. And all those distractions while you're trying to work. Oh, I got to check that. Oh, I got to check that. Oh, I got to check that. TikTok, next video, next video. Now, you know, it's so crazy that they know you're so distracted that you get to a place that you've already viewed this. They will send you a thing that says, you've already viewed this. This is the last one. You're going to repeat yourself. We, all we're doing is scrolling. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to be face to face. We are socially ignorant, but yet we're on social media. And, I, and here's why. Have a conversation with somebody face-to-face -face and see if they, how long it lasts them looking at you in the eyes. We're, we're, we're so good to say and do whatever we want with our phone and text, but we can't even make a face-to-face, word-of-mouth conversation with people. We have to let go of distraction. I'm not saying we're banning cell phones and we're doing, you know, like, man, this guy's all against. No, I'm not. I use it all the time. We, we'll do whatever it takes to reach people, but it's easy to get trapped in the distractions. So check how distracted we really are when you check your phone. What are we trying to do? We're trying to diminish the distractions. We're trying to get rid of the distraction in order. And in order to do that, we have to stop. Guys, I'm, I'm not playing. It's a problem when you wake up and your first thought is to check your social media. You have a problem. I mean, if we're being honest, who does it? I've done it. That's a problem, honestly, because why do we think that we have to see what everybody else is doing? When I, when I first wake up, I got to see this nasty-looking thing. <laughs> I 
You're looking at everybody else's stuff. But what if, what if you woke up and you actually just started reading the word? You know how to do it? Take your social media. The, the, we know. We all have proof of it. The one you view the most. Move that app. Put it in a different location and put your Bible app right where that one exists. I promise you this. You will, because of muscle memory, will click on your Bible app and not even realize it because you put it there. Because you're so used to swiping up, boom, bam, swiping up. We know exactly where it is so we can see it and view it. For what reason? We waste so much time. And all the enemy sitting back is just laughing like, "Ah, you didn't even get to spend time with God today. (laughs) Good job, but you spent time with everybody else that do not care for you. But good job for taking care of them by watching them and liking their posts and sharing it. Anyway, I better get Diminish the distractions. I want to, what I want to do is treat Here's the idea. Treat whatever could distract me. I want to treat it as a temptation to sin. Now, that's a crazy thought. Whatever could distract me, I want to treat it as a temptation to sin. I'm not saying social media is bad, but when you spend most of your day on doing things that you're not being productive or not doing anything, Did you read your Bible today? No, I didn't have time. You didn't have time? Well, it says three hours and 45 minutes that you spend on this app and this app and this app and this app. I just didn't have time. I just, you know, don't get me. Quit judging me. I'm doing me. You keep doing you and watch your soul crumble. We're just trying to help you, but you call it judging. It's just called what Bible, oh, oh, it makes me want to vomit. Accountability. Oh, And that's what he's trying to get us to do. That's why the gathering of the church is vital. Because we're trying to help keep each other account and lift each other. Not pointing fingers at your sin to my sin to anything else. But it's trying to, 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 to help heal the army. Raise it up. Do something great. I'm going to distance myself far away from the things that are tempting me. That are distracting me. Solomon said it well with the, with the woman. The immoral woman, he said, basically, I'll tell you what he didn't say. He didn't say, uh, you know, you know what you should do is with the, the crazy woman that likes to do crazy stuff and she's just immoral, why don't you invite her out for a drink? That'd be a good idea. No, you know what you should do. Why don't you, uh, why don't you go for a ride with her and sit in the back seat and Play truth or dare and then pray after that. That's what you should do. Just get all jacked up in the back seat and then let's pray about that afterwards. Let's just pray. He didn't say anything like that. Like, you know what you should do is just pursue it for a little bit. Feel good. She crazy. He didn't say nothing like that. But for so many reasons, we think that the distraction is going to cause some healing in our life. But that's not, that's not the truth. Proverbs 5.8 says, stay away from her. Everybody say, stay away. Stay away from her. Don't get near the door of her house. If you're so distracted, why are you knocking on her door? And I just pray for me. I'm just so distracted. But yet you find yourself back to that same location. 
You find yourself back to that same app. You find yourself back, listen, I've said it for years that this, this right here, the internet, is like the tree of good and evil. So many great things you can do, but so many wrong things you can do. So many wrong things you can, you can do. Stay away. Don't get close to the thing that might destroy you. I want to treat distraction like it's, like it's the temptation of sin. I want to stay away from it. I want to distance myself from anything that could distract me from which matters most. I'm going to stay away from it. If it's my phone, I'm going to, I'm going to stay, I'm going to fast, I'm going to stay away from that. If I'm so distracted because I can't do things and even spend time with God and I'm so consumed, I got to stay away from those apps right now. I got, well, uh, my streaks, what about my streaks? If you're young, if you're old, I mean, I know, happy birthday. If you're old, um, <laughs> streaks are just not things in your underwear, but streaks are like, um, Connections you make. I'm spending time daily. I have two streaks. Uh, tomorrow I'm gonna do Nathan. I'm gonna spend time with you tomorrow in this text. So we got three now. And then the next day, Nathan, five. And then uh, not next day, but two days, five. And then we'll go on. Man, we got like 150 streaks, dude. We've been spending time all the time. It's amazing. And you, and it doesn't matter because if you watch these kids do their streaks and don't wash their streaks, um, they don't even care. They just care about the number. I've watched teenagers take a picture of nothing and send it to somebody so it'd be a streak. Just like. And they send it to a bunch of people so that they can keep it alive. What are we keeping alive? What is alive? Man, we're on day 300. You're not even talking. You take a picture of nothing and you send it to somebody and they open it and their streak's alive. We'll have to get deeper into that because some of that is over a lot of people's head. And they're like, what is going on in this room? Uh, I don't know. That's just how we live now. We're, we're talking about streaks. I, the only streaks I know about is some other things. That's the only streaks I know about. But, you know, now it's all about, like, trying to stay connected with somebody. But is it really meaningful or is it just a distraction? And, and maybe some of you need some, like, noise cancellation feature because you work with people that have the spiritual gift of being loud. You know anybody that's just loud? They're always loud, and uh, you, you're just like, I just need to, I need to tone that. I, 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 need, I need to be, I'm distracted because you're just, your loudness irritates me. And if you're just, like, having a bad day and you walk in there, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes it's like that. Uh, Maybe silence the stuff on social media. Did you realize what I just showed you, that you can actually set a time limit for yourself? It's weird because it actually shows you a feature to set your own bedtime. And I'm not playing. So when it hits a certain time at night when you're just chilling on the couch, it, it has shut all your apps off. And it will, it will silence you out. But people can't live. They're such high anxiety. I got to check it. I got to check it. I got to check it. Some people in this room would probably be very embarrassed if we said it, walked around and said, let me see how much time you spent on this app. And some people want to hide the, the ones that they actually hit delete on on the history. How much have you been watching? Because it's across the board. Across the board. Okay. Almost done here. Woo. Is this good? 
I mean, I know this is just some practical stuff. I can say this. You can go without checking. I know it's created a bad deal now, but you can go without having those distractions. If it's an idol to you, separate from it. You, if you can't help but to check it, and you know, because it, it is a bad deal. They're, they're, they've actually started calling it a, like a disease. <laughs> they've been labeling this. Doctors have, because you just can't help. But I got I to I gotta check it. And, and it's the craziest thing because nobody's doing anything, but we're, we're so good with just checking on stuff for some weird reason. For some of you, it might be video games. Now, that might be far in between. I don't know. But some people are distracted by just playing video games. I know when Fortnite was huge, I mean, everybody was just like going crazy on it, you know. And some of you are like, what the heck is Fortnite? <laughs> like, just ask any teenager or, or any kind of video games. People can get so caught up in video games, it is unreal. If you live at a home and your teenager, all they want to do is play video games, let me tell you something, parents. You have control over that. You allow it. And don't complain about what you entertain. Well, they won't do nothing. They don't want to get a job. They don't. <laughs> Cut the power. Cut the cord. Throw it away. Well, I paid money. Who cares? They're not doing anything. Like, for me, and for me, it's my privilege to throw it away. Did I pay for it? Absolutely, I did. Is it my, you know it is, but the principle is way bigger than who cares how much money I paid for it. And I'm saying people can get so caught up. Oh, I got to get that. Oh, Zion sometimes. Like, Dad, I need to get that new skin. I need to get that new dance move. Oh, I got to... Oh, what are you doing, son? What are you talking about? Dad, give me some money. And you, I'll pay you back. I got money, but I need your, because your card goes on the thing. Blah, blah, blah. I said, son, let me tell you something real fast. This Fortnite game, these skins, these little looks, and these dance moves, and these little tools you get, don't do anything to help you win. But it looks good, Dad. You can dance on them when you, when you kill them. I mean, they're like they're leveling up with these skins, but there's no, you've got to just be good at playing. There's not like you buy something that makes you better at shooting. You just got to be good at shooting. But we're so trapped in it that we've got to see it, or we've got to watch the latest YouTube video on how to, and watch these, all this stuff, and we're, we're distracted. For some people, it, it, that it, there's just so many distractions. For some people, I just said it, it might be people. Maybe people are distracting you. It might be people that are it. And I'll, listen, we're followers of Christ. We want to love all people. We want to be friends. We want to befriend people. But in your inner circle, those we spend the most time with, we want it to be the people that are sharpening us, that are leading us, that are helping us to get to that goal of Jesus Christ. For our inner circle, maybe the people you're around are the ones distracting you and you need to separate yourself from them. And some people say, well, that's all against the word. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. The scripture says, bad behavior, bad friends corrupt good character. Walk with the wise and you become wise. Walk with the foolish and, and you become foolish. Can I keep it real simple? If four out of the five friends are fools, you're a fool too. You're just a fool for being with them. 
Four out of your five friends are fools. You're a fool too. Walk with the wise and you become wise. Walk with the foolish and you become foolish. This is scripture and people want to get that jacked up. You can't live a right life with the wrong friends. Some of you are dating a distraction. I just made a bunch of boyfriend girlfriends mad. And maybe watching or even in a, I don't know. If he or she is distracting you from serving Jesus or leading you, or, or if they're leading you to sin and not treating you with the respect and honor, press the delete on your boyfriend or girlfriend. If they're not leading you to, press delete and let God upgrade you. This has set some people, press the, because we're so distracted, then we feel like we have to have it. God wants to upgrade some relationships, folks. Some of you are like, I'll just, it's real simple. If you're not married and there ain't no dang ring on it, you can't press the lead. You've got to choose wisely the people you associate with. Fight to focus. And, you know, the reality is, is we got to focus on what's important. We, we focus on so many things that are not important. we got to shift our focus to the things that really are important. Proverbs 4.25 says, set your gaze on the, on the path before you. Fix your purpose. With fixed purpose, pursue looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Set your gaze ahead. The author of Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. With fixed gaze, we look ahead. With fixed purpose, we look ahead to Jesus. I did something I've never done in my entire life. I went hunting. That is not a thing for me. I'm just telling you right now. I went hunting for the first time ever. I have family members that do this stuff almost religiously. Never even went. But because of my wife and the struggle she has, deer meat is actually good on her and helps her. And then she don't hurt and stuff like that. So I made it a goal of mine to go hunting for the meat. I'm not trying to get a trophy. I'm not trying to get a prize. Obviously not a trophy. That deer is like, you know, it's all jacked up. Um, but... I wasn't trying to do that. I was just, I had a fixed focus on the target, and I had a fixed purpose on helping my family. And, and it was a, an exciting experience, to say the least, to be able to shoot a couple, uh, one buck and one, and one doe, and the other one I thought was a doe, but it became a little buck. But with your purpose and your, on, on, on a focus, and your, your eyes in a sight, you can hit the target. And with that purpose backing that target up why you're hitting it, it's even better. And, and too many times we, we have these moments where we, we, our focus is so, we just, we're just go cowboying shooting. We're just shooting from the hip. No, no target, no, po no, no purpose, no focus, no direction. Just hoping we're going to hit it. And we're so distracted. But Peter, I mean, same example. Peter, he, he's 
in a boat. It's sinking. They're crying. They're freaking out. They're thinking they're going to die. And these are fishermen who deal with water. And Jesus is walking on the water. And at the end of this whole thing, he said, is that you, Lord? He said, it's me. It is I. He said, if it's you, I, call me out to you. You, you, you. He said, come. And the Bible says that he got out of the boat and he started to walk on the water. Nobody really talks about Jesus, uh, Peter walking on water. We always just like, man, Jesus walked on water. So did the sinner. <laughs> so did you and I. And he said he, keep a, he kept his eyes on Jesus. He kept his eyes on the target. And, and, and with fixed purpose and with fixed direction, everything was fixed. The moment he turned his head, he sunk. The moment he turned his head, he started to sink. And the problem we have is because we're so distracted. We, we know what God's wanting us to do. We hear the calling of God, and we hurry up and get, we get distracted real quick. And so we already turn. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me check that. Oh, I got a notification. We turn our head so fast that we forget why we were even focused. And we start sinking. We're overwhelmed. We feel behind. We feel less than. We feel like we're never going to add up. We feel like we're not going to make it. Instead of living with fixed focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher, finisher of our faith, the only way we can truly serve God is to seek him first. It, it says that in, in Matthew 6.33, seek him first. Seek, seek ye first the kingdom of, in his righteousness. Seek first. Don't seek last. First, first day of the week. What are we doing today? First day of the week. We're here. We're seeking God. For, you chose today that on Sunday, the first of the week, you're going to, see, we got it all like the first of the weeks for us is Monday through, you see what I'm saying? But actually the first of the week is Sunday. You chose today to seek him first. You chose today to seek him first. Gives us this, let's seek him first. We're seeking together. We're in the house of the Lord together, seeking him first. We're worshiping together, seeking him first. We're aligning our spirit with his, seeking him first. We're giving first of the week. We're giving our first fruit in the first of, of the week. We're seeking him first. We're, we're giving first. We're giving him first. We're putting him first. We're tithing first. We're doing all this stuff first. Your eyes are focused on him. you got to fix your mind. And here's the thing. We have to be intentional. Intentional. We have to be intentional on the things of God. If we're, if we're seeking him first, if we're looking and we're purposely looking, guess what we're doing? We're intentionally doing it. We don't have to. I mean, we can just say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try. When you seek, you, what do you do? You find. If you're seeking something, you're going to find it out. I mean, isn't that how hide-and-seek works? <laughs> When you seek, you find. So we're intentional. Why do we do it? Maybe you need to look at something a little different. I'm going to close this whole thing down right here. Why do, why do we need to do it? Because we have to start being intentional because we're so distracted at times. And we got to say, what, what can I get rid of of, of, of of these distractions? Maybe for you it's like being intentional on, on focusing on something like random acts of kindness. Maybe random acts of generosity. Maybe you like to be generous, but maybe your generosity might be strategic, like you do it with purpose 
like with a, a point. But what if it's random? What if you struggle with just being random and just randomly doing it? Maybe it's that for you, being so intent of being random in your generosity. Maybe, maybe it's a, a spontaneous moment. Maybe it's a moment where you're just, you're like, you know, I don't live like this. You know how predictable people are? I mean, think about it. How predictable is your life? If you're really personally thinking to yourself, how predictable is my life? Do I go to church the exact same way every, every time I come here? Do I always sit in the same seat? When I go to the store, do I always go to the same store? When I go somewhere, do I always drive the same direction? Do I always drive the same roads, the same path? How predictable are you? What if it's something that you can just be spontaneous in? Some people struggle with spontaneous because you lose control. I have to be predictable because I have control over the situation. And so maybe you're, you're distracted in so many ways because you're trying to control the whole thing. What if you just became spontaneous, unpredictable? And, and maybe for you that, that might be um, doing something different, maybe with relationships, maybe just out of the blue, if you're, you're with somebody and, you know what, let's go to the movies or let's go do, let's go, go out to eat. For, and it's not even the day to go out or whatever. Some people have to schedule it. But what if you did something completely random? Don't be so predictable. If that's it, you want to, you got to be intentional on your focus. Maybe, maybe for you, it's meaningful conversation. Maybe you're, you just, you're so focused on what you're doing, it's hard for you to stop and just have a conversation because you have a plan and you're productive and you do stuff and you got, uh, you're, you're just like this. And then sometimes it's hard for you because you're like, I just don't know what to say. And then you can be so distracted trying to do your, what you're doing. What if it's just that? What if it's stopping? It might even start here. What if it's at church that you have a conversation with somebody that you've not really, you've talked to them, you've greeted them, but what if it was a real, for real, meaningful conversation? Okay, how about this? What if it's somebody outside of here? What if it's just at the store? I went and picked up boxing gloves. <clears throat> this lady wanted to have a conversation about just, you know, some struggles with her children. And basically it just was a cry out of maybe like, you know, pray for her without saying pray for the situation. But I could have been so consumed with, I need those gloves, I need to get going, I got to hurry up and get this stuff done, that I was so distracted by what I thought I needed to do that I missed the conversation that could change a life. Stop and have a meaningful conversation. There is moments. He is dropping moments all over your life to help somebody. And guess what? I took the gloves back, and I was like, oh, this was crazy. Sam got knocked out like five times. It was amazing. No, I didn't say that. But <laughs> she said, I thought it looked like it went well. And I was like, what? What are you talking about it looked like it went well? She goes, my daughter came. I said, what? Are you serious? She goes, yeah. She had a blast. She felt normal. She felt like she fit in. She was always felt so isolated. And the stuff she struggled with, the place she used to go, they, they treated her like an outcast because they thought she was a, you know, she sent. So she needs to not be in the room with the other teenagers. We need to do something privately with her. What? I said, I didn't even see anything like that. What an amazing time. And so if I wouldn't have had a meaningful conversation, we would never have saw some of these kids that were there. You never know that time that would have. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, we've seen that happen in the past. Renita, God rest Steinmart. <laughs> My mom's in Steinmart shopping. Renita's in there doing her thing. And they didn't know each other. 
But there was a moment to have a meaningful conversation that could have led to something. Now they could have been like, oh yeah, that's cool, and just go on. But it stopped, and something triggered in their, their spirit, and they talked. Well, long story short, well, there she is. There's her daughter. There's her family. There's her son. You see what I'm saying? You just never know what would happen. In that moment, what if you never connected? You wouldn't see him in the back or making videos that help promote the church and the gospel or seeing all the, their whole family doing stuff. I'm not trying to point you out, and I know you don't like that, but I'm just making a point that when you have conversation, God will turn it all for his glory, and something might just happen. But you've got to quit being distracted with your agenda. Well, I got this. I'm trying to get this. I'm trying. You just stop. And guess what? They probably didn't even buy anything. They just talked so long that they forgot about buying something. But it connected to their soul. Maybe it's this, this last one. Resting. It's a cuss word. Resting. Maybe it's resting. Resting your mind. Resting your heart. Physically resting. Like if you struggle to rest and you're so busy or you feel so guilty because if I rest, man, there's something else I could be doing. I could be fixing this or doing this. Or there's something I could be doing around the house. I'm talking rest like get your pajamas on, put on a movie, and chill out. And don't think about one thing. Now, for, now if, if you're on the other end of that, you're like, praise the Lord, that's what I do daily, then you need to be working. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking to people that are always on the go because I'm telling you this listen we need you church if you don't rest you're going to burn out so you've got to rest yourself you do it so much in a routine that you, you it's nothing else matters rest rest it's difficult don't be accidental. Be intentional about these things. Be intentional. Martha, Martha. Stand with me, church. Get ready to pray. I hope this has been good. Has this been good to you? I know it's so random and crazy. But this stuff right here, man, these distractions, woo, woo, they're heavy. Oh, Martha. Oh, Brandon. You are so full of distractions, Martha. You're so freaked out about so many things, but only one thing really matters. You're so distracted by so many things. Hold on. Oh, man. How long would that last, church? If I'm preaching in half of the sermon, I'm on the phone. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. You can see it in meaningful conversation. Try to have a conversation with somebody and they keep on looking down, checking their text and talking to somebody else. See how important you are to them. Does that not happen though? And you just want to say, can you just put your phone down for a minute? Can we just talk for a minute? You be sitting at the house and all this, this, and this. But what about just talking? Here's a weird one. 
When's the last time you just pulled out some cards and played cards? You know what I mean? Like just, you got to be creative and rest. And if you have children, take the most of it. Don't get so distracted. And don't give so much, you're just like, well, it's just what they're doing. No, create that space. You only have them for so much time. I'll say it like this. We have to listen to the voice of God. There's distractions, and they're everywhere. But if you can hear the voice of God, you can understand, and he can guide you and direct you. Isaiah 30 says it. In verse 21, he says, Your ears shall hear the word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk it. Walk in it. When you turn right or when you turn left. You can hear God's voice. You can hear him whisper. Go this way. Go that way. Now go over here. You can hear him also. Don't go there. Don't do that. Woo, hold up. That's a huge distraction. Actually, if you go that way, that's going to lead you down a path, and it's going to disrupt you for months. Don't go down that path. That's going to mess you up. But we have to choose to do the right thing. Hear his voice. Seek him first. Listen to him. Maybe if you've never heard God before, open up his word. He speaks to you through his word. That's where you start. He speaks to you through the Word. He'll speak to you through the voice of the Spirit. Lend an ear to hear. Hear what the Lord is saying. You know what else He'll speak to you through? People. He'll speak to you through people. He'll speak to you through the message. He'll speak to you through a song. He'll speak through you through circumstances. If you haven't heard His voice, Behind you saying, choose this, walk this way, do this. Hey, you have to start spending time because he's trying to tell you, hey, give that to them. Hey, be spontaneous here. Hey, that relationship, you need to back off of that. Hey, go over here. Oh, wait, take a moment to listen to them because it, what, what's about to happen to them is going to change their life and you're going to play a part in changing their life and their whole family history. Stay right there. Stay right there. Take a moment to pray. You're, you got to hear his voice. Just because we're so productive and maybe you're productive in doing stuff and getting things done and you're organized. Listen, people over production. People over production. Love over judgment. You can make a difference in this world. Your life's too valuable. Your calling's too great. Your God is too good to be distracted by so many things. You can hear his voice. Why? What did he do when when he created the earth. He spoke it into existence. He is a speaking God. He will speak to you. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, that's me. I'm distracted right here, right now. I've been distracted. I got some stuff that distracts me. There's some stuff going on. I'm upset by some stuff. I'm distracted by so many things. I, I struggle with my cell phone. I, I actually didn't even realize that you could do that, and I've spent so many hours on certain things that i got to balance out in my life. I, I'm, I'm distracted. Maybe, maybe that's you. I, I kind of know what's important, but I'm distracted. 
If that's you and you feel distracted, raise your hand. Seriously. Anybody else distracted? It's okay. Anybody distracted by their cell phone? Anybody distracted by people? Yeah. You know what's frustrating? Is you can't control them. Anybody distracted by just circumstances? You know what I mean? Can anybody else say, I could probably do better on social media than what I'm doing right now? I could probably be better on the Bible app than I would be on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. I can balance that out a little better. I'm distracted. Because in those moments of distraction, what if you're on social media and God is truly trying to talk to you, but you're so caught up in the video or the post that you're not even paying attention to the private conversation he's trying to create streaks with you. These things happen. Relationships, can they be distracting? Absolutely. Separate yourself if you have to. I'm going to pray and we're going to get out of here. God's so good. See, when you lift your hand, and a lot of us were lifting our hands at different points, basically it's, a, it's an act of worship and it's an act of saying, we declare war against you, devil. We recognize we're distracted, but we're not going to be like that anymore. So it's a, it's a declaration of war. Not anymore. I've let too much time... How many else have wasted too much time on distractions? Yeah, we all have. So listen, start with you, okay? Don't worry about, so, they're so distracted, they're, lo- they're going to hell in a handbasket. Hold on, you're distracted too, so you'll go with them. If you don't get yourself in order, you can't focus on somebody else's when you can't even grab your own. You see what I'm saying? Don't get sucked into the, the delusion of it. Just worry about you first and start praying. And I promise you this, guess what we'll see next week? Yeah, we're having this worship service and this whole fun thing next week. We're going to see more people in the pews. We're going to see your worship change. We're going to see giving go up because you're going to get rid of the distraction and have a purpose for the things of God. You're going to see your worship explode. We're going to see people come to know Jesus. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but I don't have to lead people to Jesus by myself because I'm the pastor. You are a priest in your own self. You go lead somebody to the Lord. Because you can go boldly before the throne. That's just not the priest's job. That's anybody that calls on the name of Jesus' job. So let the distractions fade. Because here's another distraction. Oh, what will people think as I go? Oh, what will they think if they say? Oh, I don't know what to say to them. That's a distraction. If If your heart's beating for it, just say it. I don't know what to say. It's that. Faith. Walk in it. It'll just come to you. Let's pray. Let's get into this. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to pray, and they're going to just kind of just worship worship us out of here about letting go. Oh, man. God, I pray you touch us, God. Thank you for your word. It's a light. It's a path. It's life. God, I pray you give us the power by your spirit to seek your kingdom and your righteousness in everything that we do, God. First of the day, we seek you.
first of the week we gather and seek you. First of the increase we give to you in our time. God, we put you first. Forgive us for the distractions, God. We choose some of these distractions, God. God, we fix our gaze upon you. Upon your purpose, God. We have fixed purpose and it's you. God, we step towards your kingdom and away from our distractions. Towards your glory. Towards you, God. Making a difference in this world. Ignoring all the life distractions, God. God, I pray you touch us, God. That your spirit would prompt us again and again to do the right thing when distractions come. That the spirit, the spirit will prompt us to do the right thing. We'll turn towards your gaze, God, and not the distractions, God. God, when we're ready to be distracted by social media or just not do the things God prompt us, God. Or whatever people think or, or try to justify things or whatever we're dealing with with people and all the above, God, prompt us, God, to do what's right. Your relationship, God, over anything else. The intimacy with you, God, over anything else, God. Help us, God. Strengthen our relationships with you, God. Strengthen our marriages and our, our relationships, God, as we quit getting so distracted, God, that we find meaningful conversation. We're generous, God. We're hearing people. We're resting, God. We're letting go of things, God. We're going to travel light, God. We're not going to pursue the things of the world. We're pursuing you. We're letting go of all the distractions, letting go of all the things, God. Give us the power of your spirit to overcome the demonic forces of distractions that would stop us, God, from hearing your voice, God. God, we want to hear that, God, as we get to that place in the future. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant. God, you give us the power to choose. And today, we choose you. We choose to let go of the distractions. Let go of the, all those temptations, God. We treat it like it's sin, God. No more. You are valuable, God. And we choose you over everything else. We choose you. We choose letting go of the distractions. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Say it, church. Sing it. I'm letting go. 